If you listening, you finally made it. Now the greatest movie you ever seen is about to play. Right before your eyes. Last days. In times. Don't let Babylon break you. Don't let them break your soul. In time, in time. Stay woke, it's going down. Yeah. We gonna wake up the tribes. How? What you cooking? Last days. What is up, beloved? We are back for another episode. In my last episode, we spoke about the false religion of Christianity, Catholicism. And now for this episode, we are going to expose another false religion, which is the you-know-who's Judaism, a.k.a. the synagogue of Satan. Revelation 2.9, I know your works in tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Revelation 3.9, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. So there's a lot of false religions out there. Christianity, Catholicism are one, which we covered in the last episode. Judaism is another false religion. That's just the reality of our world. These false religions have been put forth to make people think they're awakening or whatever the case may be, but really just leading them astray into false religions. And so the true Jews, the true Israelites, the true Hebrews are dark skin and complexion. Pretty much black Americans are the true Israelites. Yaz, beloved people, the Most High's chosen and beloved people are black Americans, dark skin and complexion. So-called blacks are the true Israelites, Yaz, beloved chosen people. So that means the people who are Jew-ish, think about the word ish, it means like, eh, they're Jew-ish, eh. That's exactly what they are, the false religion, the synagogue of Satan, those that say they're Jew-ish are the ones that say that they are Jews but are lying, the synagogue of Satan from Scripture. And we've spoken about this on this series before. I think one of the first episodes I brought it up was in Season 2 in 2020. The episode is called Know Your Enemy, No Mercy. Not sure how the points or my thoughts have changed since then. I mean, I don't really think they've changed because I knew they were the synagogue of Satan then. And they still are the synagogue of Satan. That's just what they are. And that's why scripture says that the synagogue of Satan, not the church of Satan, not the house of Satan, not the followers of Satan, not the believers of Satan, but the synagogue of Satan. It's purposeful. So the purpose for this episode is just to once again expose this false religion like we were doing with another false religion last episode. And also to show and finally expose what is written in the Talmud, which is the book that the ish people use they don't use the torah they don't use the books of moses they use the talmud and if you don't believe that just ask anyone who is ish if they read the torah or the talmud and they will all say the talmud and it's the babylonian talmud and that should tell you enough right there and that's why they are the synagogue of satan so the purpose of this episode is to expose what's in the Talmud, the Babylonian Talmud of the synagogue of Satan, and see how demented these people are that are in this false religion. 
that say that they are Jews but are not but are lying. And so before I get to the Talmud, just some other points. Pretty much when it comes to this false religion, the synagogue of Satan, another thing is Saturn equals Satan. As far as the dark side, this false religion, the mainstream Saturn equals Satan. That's why the you-know-whos, their false Sabbath is on Saturday, which is also like Saturn Day. Now, originally, I thought, just like pretty much anyone else who actually comes into the truth, I thought that the Sabbath was Saturday, that the Saturday Sabbath was true. But once you come into it, you realize that it's on the false Gregorian calendar, which we spoke about in my last episode coming from the Catholic Church. The Saturday Sabbath is false, and the reason why the you-know-who's the synagogue of Satan, their Sabbath is on Saturday is because it's like Saturn Day. So this concept is really like the chicken or the egg. Originally, I thought that the true Sabbath was Saturday, and the you-know-who's called the day of the week Saturday because they knew it was Saturn to try and blaspheme the true Sabbath, but it's the other way around. They made their Sabbath on Saturn Day because it's an ode to their god, Saturn, which equals Satan. That's why their Sabbath, the false Sabbath, is on Saturday. And they start their Sabbath in the evening, evening to evening, starting in the dark, ending in the dark, because they are a false religion of darkness, the synagogue of Satan. And the true Sabbath, the true biblical days, start at sunrise, starting in the light, walking in the light, not the you-know-who's walking and living and keeping their Sabbath and doing everything in the darkness. But in just a moment, we're going to expose what's in their book in the Talmud and bring that darkness to the light, exposing them as they need to be exposed because they are a false religion, the synagogue of Satan. And then just a few scriptures as well, Matthew 23, 8. But be not ye called rabbi, for one is your rabbi, even Mashiach, and all ye are brethren. And then 1 John 2, 23. Kind of like how this episode is 223. That's interesting. Some organic gematria for you. First John 223. Whosoever denies the Son, the same has not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. And then the line right before that, 22. Who is a liar but he that denies that Yahusha is Hamashiach? He is anti-Mashiach, a.k.a. anti-Christ, that denies the Father and the Son. Whosoever denies the Son, the same has not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So what do the Ish people say? They don't believe in Yahusha. They don't believe in the New Testament. They don't even believe in the Old Testament because they read the Talmud instead, which we're going to get to. But they don't believe in the New Testament. They don't believe in Yahusha. Who is a liar, but he that denies that Yahushua is Hamashiach? Don't they deny that Yahushua is Hamashiach? Absolutely, they deny it. He is anti-Mashiach, a.k.a. anti-Christ. In the King James, that'll say anti-Christ. So again, the synagogue of Satan, those who deny the Son, are anti-Christ, anti-Mashiach. And whosoever denies the Son, the same has not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So they don't acknowledge the Son which means they don't have the Father either, the synagogue of Satan. Read 1 John 2, 22 and 23, and more to see more points about this. And so speaking of rabbi, that scripture I just mentioned a moment ago, now I'm going to play some videos so that you can see some of these sick rituals that these rabbis and ish people do, where they circumcise children and then suck the blood with their mouth off the uncircumcised child. Oh, you didn't know they do this? 
You didn't know they do that in the synagogue of Satan? Yeah. The ish people that think they're the chosen ones, you didn't know they do that? Let's hear it from a news broadcast talking about how a rabbi was giving babies herpes from sucking the blood after circumcising said children. Oh, you didn't know that? Let's hear it. In a unanimous decision, New York City's Department of Health agreed parents must first give their written consent before allowing Moyles to perform a controversial part of the Jewish circumcision ritual. We have clearly identified that one specific procedure that's performed as part of some circumcisions, what we're calling direct oral suction, what we're calling direct oral suction, what we're calling direct oral suction, uh, can be transmitting infections to infants. The new regulations, the first in the country, come after health officials identified 11 babies who contracted herpes from the oral part of the circumcision. Two of them died. The 11 babies who contracted herpes from the oral part of the circumcision. The 11 babies who contracted herpes from the oral part of the circumcision. The Centers for Disease Control has stated the procedure is not safe. Not only is it a safe method, it's the safest method. Rabbi William Handler calls this a direct attack on the ultra-Orthodox Jewish community and its customs and says government is overstepping its bounds. Cantor Philip Sherman says he's performed more than 20,000 circumcisions, six just today. He says this is not about Jewish tradition, but rather everyone's well-being. Now today we know that germs can be transferred, diseases can be transferred from the baby to the moil, from the moil to the baby. So therefore you can continue this custom by using a sterile tube, a gauze pad, and the rest of the bris is fine. Disturbing allegations are surfacing in a very unexpected place. A man who is supposed to bring joy and holiness to the Jewish ritual of circumcision is now accused of something unthinkable, spreading a deadly disease to innocent babies. News 12's Tara Rosenblum joins us now with her special report, Cradle of Secrets. It's a topic that not many people want to talk about, but an unlikely whistleblower. A young Orthodox Jewish woman is now speaking out, claiming a local rabbi is infecting babies, making them sick. And what's worse, she says no one is doing anything to stop him. For centuries, when a Jewish baby boy is born, the ancient ritual of circumcision is performed. But in some ultra-Orthodox communities, religious leaders known as Moyles also engage in something controversial during the bris. In a practice known as Metsitsa Bepe, or just MBP, the Moyle actually uses his mouth to suck the blood from the infant's penis after he cuts off the foreskin. The Moyle actually uses his mouth to suck the blood from the infant's penis after he cuts off the foreskin. The Moyle actually uses his mouth to suck the blood from the infant's penis after he cuts off the foreskin. Meant to prevent infection and serve as a celebration of life, News 12 has learned the little-known practice has turned into a curse for life for some babies involved in our area. And it's all because of a local rabbi who's alleged to have a sexually transmitted disease. The rabbis are going to take care of it. They won't let him get away with it. According to these documents we obtained from the state health department, Rabbi Yitzhak Fisher of Muncie has been tied to at least three herpes infections in babies, one of whom died back in 2004. 
Shortly after the tragic death, Rabbi Fisher was forbidden from practicing NBP in New York. But despite this state-issued ban, one concerned mother tells us the infected moil is still placing innocent lives at risk. This outraged parent, Will Colrina, who asked us to disguise her face and voice, claims she can prove Rabbi Fisher is still practicing MVP. She says she very recently secretly recorded a phone conversation with him in which she requested the rabbi to perform the controversial service. Now, Rena is on a mission to spread awareness about the dangers of oral suction, something her own son went through without her even knowing. The Moyle actually uses his mouth to suck the blood from the infant's penis after he cuts off the foreskin. The Moyle actually uses his mouth to suck the blood from the infant's penis after he cuts off the foreskin. The Moyle actually uses his mouth to suck the blood from the infant's penis after he cuts off the foreskin. So this is exactly why they are the synagogue of Satan because you have to be so demented to want to suck the blood with your mouth off of a child that you just un that you just circumcised. This is why they're the synagogue of Satan and we haven't even gotten to the Talmud yet. And I'm telling you, ask anyone who's ish in your life if you unfortunately have any of these people and ask them, say, do you read the Torah or the Talmud? And they will tell you the Talmud and it's the Babylonian Talmud. And now I'm going to play some clips, some audio so that you can hear for yourself what is written in their Talmud as as if what I you just heard about the rabbi doing that circumcision with sucking the blood with their mouth after circumcising babies, if that wasn't disturbing enough to you to prove that they are the synagogue of Satan, if scripture telling you they're the synagogue of Satan wasn't enough, if rabbis giving children herpes after sucking their blood after circumcising them wasn't enough, now let's hear what's written in their Talmud in their Babylonian Talmud and see why they are the synagogue of Satan. So I'm just going to play a lot of audio clips so you can hear what is written in their book. In Babylon, the Pharisees codified their oral traditions into the Babylonian Talmud, the written form of that oral tradition which Jesus so bitterly rebuked. The Talmud reveals how deep was Israel's apostasy. In her beginning, God gave the Hebrews the loftiest, the most upright literature and ethics the world has ever known. Yet when they turned their backs on him, they produced the Talmud, a work which has aptly been called a monument to human folly. In the Talmud, in Treatise Sanhedrin, an extensive passage describes the right of the Pharisee to kill anyone, just as long as he did so indirectly. As one of dozens of examples, the Talmud tells us that if one bound his neighbor and he died of starvation, he is not liable to execution. In such an indirect manner, the Pharisees also killed Christ. Manipulating the Romans to actually wield the spear and sword, the Pharisees claimed, as their descendants do today, that since the Romans were the direct cause of the death of Christ, it is the Romans, not the Jews, who are guilty. Christ also called the Pharisees adulterers, an adulterous generation. The Talmud provides generous loopholes for adultery. It says the penalty for adultery does not include sex with a minor, the wife of a minor, or the wife of a heathen. Sex with a minor, sex with a minor, sex with a minor. The Talmud also encourages seduction of unwed adolescent girls called designated bondmaids. But it's important how such rapes are performed. 
adolescent girls, adolescent girls, adolescent girls. But it's important how such rapes are performed, how such rapes are performed, how such rapes are performed. With the designated bond maid, one is guilty only in the case of natural connection, but not in the case of perverse connection. The Pharisees reasoned that rape in a perverted manner is outside the jurisdiction of the law. Normal rape, however, was punishable. Rape in a perverted manner is outside the jurisdiction of the law. Rape in a perverted manner is outside the jurisdiction of the law. In Babylon, sexual perversion of every kind had been a way of life for millenniums. The Pharisees were deeply influenced by such practices. In three of the major treatises of the Talmud, are found extensive passages which give legal endorsement to seduce and marry three-year-old baby girls. To seduce and marry three-year-old baby girls. To seduce and marry three-year-old baby girls. In fact, many of the greatest rabbis of the Talmud, including Simeon ben Yohai, upheld this privilege. Today in Israel, thousands of Jews go to Maron every year to venerate the memory of Simeon ben Yohai one of the most respected rabbis in the history of Judaism. In one of dozens of endorsements of child sex, Simeon ben Yohai said, a proselyte under the age of three years and a day is permitted to marry a priest. In one of dozens of endorsements of child sex, in one of dozens of endorsements of child sex, a proselyte under the age of three years and a day is permitted to marry a priest. A proselyte under the age of three years and a day is permitted to marry a priest. Agreeing with Ben Yohai, the great Rabbah said, when a grown-up man has intercourse with a little girl, it is nothing. When a grown-up man has intercourse with a little girl, it is nothing. When a grown-up man has intercourse with a little girl, it is nothing. When a grown-up man has intercourse with a little girl, it is nothing. Or when the girl is less than this, three years and a day, it is as if one put the finger into the eye. The footnote to this passage says, As tears come to the eye again and again, so does virginity come back to the little girl under three years. The same section confirms that sexual activity with small boys is in the same category. The intercourse of a small boy is not regarded as a sexual act. The intercourse of a small boy is not regarded as a sexual act. The intercourse of a small boy is not regarded as a sexual act. In addition to adulterers, Christ, in the story of the Good Samaritan, portrayed the Pharisees as racial bigots, too self-righteous to respond to the suffering of one who was not a Jew. The quickest way to grasp the Talmudic view of Gentiles is not directly from the Talmud, but from the Jewish encyclopedias. What the Jewish encyclopedia provides us is a definitive overview of perhaps hundreds of rabbinic statements on any subject, giving us accurate summaries of what the Talmud generally teaches. In its article on Gentiles, the Jewish encyclopedia begins to define what makes a Jew so different from a Gentile. According to the rabbis, only Israelites are men. Gentiles they class not as men, but as barbarians. Since Gentiles are not men in the fullest sense, so the Gentile is not a neighbor of a Jew. Further, since Gentile laws were too crude to admit of reciprocity, meaning too crude to be taken seriously, the Gentile was forever beneath the Jew. Since the Talmud outlawed the child, or issue of a Gentile, as that of a beast, a Gentile had as little legal rights in a Jewish court as did an animal. The Talmud states that if a Gentile sue an Israelite, 
the verdict is for the defendant, the Israelite. Conversely, if the Israelite is the plaintiff, he obtains full damages. Because the Talmud conspires against Gentiles, if a Jew was ever caught telling a Gentile what the Talmud really says, such a person deserves death. So vile was the nature of a Gentile that the great Simeon ben Yohai said, the best among the Gentiles deserves to be killed. The best of snakes ought to have its head crushed. Jews, however, are exalted beings in the Talmud, worthy of praise. Christ described the Pharisee who blessed himself, saying, I thank thee, Lord, that I am not as other men. An eminent Talmudic rabbi says the same. Blessed be thou who hast not made me a goy or Gentile. There is a special antagonism between the Talmud and Jesus. The Talmud attacks him everywhere it can, even his mother. Mary, the Talmud says, was a whore who mated with carpenters. She who was the descendant of princes and governors played the harlot with carpenters. It naturally followed that the scribes declared Christ to be a bastard. In its article on Jesus, the Jewish encyclopedia says that Jewish writings defame Christ. It is the tendency of all these sources to belittle the person of Jesus by ascribing to him illegitimate birth, magic, and a shameful death. Jesus, according to this article, was considered one of the three worst enemies of Judaism who came to an ignoble end. The Talmud says they subjected him to four deaths, stoning, burning, decapitation, and strangling. The Talmud also says he is now in hell, punished with boiling hot excrement. Christians, as followers of the false prophet Jesus, also deserve death. The Jewish Encyclopedia again recaps the Talmud's position. A Gentile observing the Sabbath deserves death. The Pharisees, through their Talmud, thus gave the Jews an ethic which encouraged bigotry and isolation. Most Jews are so ignorant of the Talmud itself that they do not even know that such teachings exist within their sacred literature. I don't think many know what Talmudic law actually says about Gentiles. I'll read the choice phrases. Even the best of Goyim should all be killed. If a Goy hits a Jew, he must be killed. A children of Goyim are animals. When a Jew murders a Gentile, there would be no death penalty. Gentile Goys are not humans, they are beasts. If you eat with the Goy, it's the same as eating with a dog. A Jew may violate, but not marry a non-Jew girl. If a Jew finds an object lost by a Gentile Goy, it does not have to be returned. Gentile Goy girls are in a state of nida. Filth from birth. Gentiles, goys, prefer sex with cows. A Jew may have sex with a child as long as the child is less than nine years old. A Jew may have sex with a child as long as the child is less than nine years old. A Jew may have sex with a child as long as the child is less than nine years old. Jews may use lies to circumvent a goy, Gentile. Jews may use lies to circumvent a goy, Gentile. They ain't going to say it to your face, but that's what they think of you. And they always refer to what they think are Gentiles as goy, goyim. And it's going to be so fittingly ironic when they find out that they are the goys. They are the Gentiles. And the true Israelites, we know who they are. They're dark skin and complexion, black Americans. They are the true Israelites. And the true goys 
are the synagogue of Satan, those that think they are Jews, that say they are Jews, but are lying. And it's going to be so sweet when they finally find that out and realize that all along they are the goys, the goyim. And honestly, this has actually been a hot topic lately with all these psyops, controlled oppositions like Kyrie Irving, Kanye West, which it's it's actually so frustrating and so annoying on social media seeing people who are actually in the truth of the most high falling for Kanye and falling for Kyrie when it's a controlled opposition because we've been like I said the first time we spoke about the first time I spoke about who the true Israelites are I think is TPR 35 the Matrix movie breakdown in May or June of 2020 And then shortly after, we have the episode called Know Your Enemy, No Mercy, speaking about these points. So we've been saying it literally for years. And because so many people are coming back to this truth and knowledge of that they are the synagogue of Satan and who the true Israelites are, that's why they have to now put controlled oppositions out like Kanye West and Kyrie Irving calling them anti-Semites. So people are scared to say these points. But we've been saying these points. And I'm not even doing this episode because of those recent psyops. It's just... I was speaking about the other false religion in the last episode, and I've been saying for a while I could expose the Talmud. So I said, you know what, let's finally let's finally expose the Talmud like it needs to be exposed. And the true term is I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm anti I'm an anti-Satanite. <laughs> I'm not an anti-Semite, I'm an anti-Satanite because I hate the synagogue of Satan whether that's an ish person or just anyone who does the will of Satan and not the will of the Heavenly Father, I'm an anti-Satanite, not an anti-Semite. But that's why these controlled opposition psyops with Kanye and Kyrie are happening to make people scared to ever talk about this or to ever point out the you-know-whos, the they, the synagogue of Satan, the ish people. We're not afraid to call them out. And they need to be called out because they walk around acting like no one's going to call them out for what is written in their Talmud, for what their rabbis are doing with the circumcision, like you heard about earlier, what you just heard is written in the Talmud. So these people need to be called out and you need to not be scared to call these, these you-know-whos-ish synagogue of Satan goy creatures out. And if anyone ever calls you an anti-Semite, tell them that you're an anti-Satan, that you hate the synagogue of Satan. You hate those that do the will of Satan, anti-Satanite. But yeah, I'm so sick of seeing all the Kyrie and Kanye posts. And it's so obviously a psyop because, again, they know this information is coming out. So they need to use those two puppets to say, oh, they're they're anti-Semitic. They're bringing up these talking points. It's a psyop. And the fact that so many people who are actually in the truth, not just conspiracy theorists, literally people who are Israelites, people who are knowing who the true Israelites are, literally they're falling for it. Uh, it's, it's not even, that's why I haven't even hardly addressed it or brought it up because it's so easy to see that Kanye and Kyrie are puppets and they're using them as a controlled opposition psyop to make it harder and worse for us who are actually speaking the truth and exposing these points. And just some other points about the you-know-who's, the ish. They're always obsessed with this Holocaust and Hitler porn. If you notice, all the people in Hollywood, they keep making uh, Hitler movies. They keep making Holocaust movies and making Holocaust jokes. And like Seth Rogen or whatever, who's a ish, a you-know-who, he's always making jokes about it. And even as far back as the show Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David, the star of David, you know, they're all puppets. 
and you know this the star of david the six-pointed star it's not the six-pointed star six million jews six-pointed star six 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 satan the synagogue of satan that's why they always say six million jews died the six-pointed star the star of david larry david the star of david they that they made it a pentagram and it's actually the star of Remphan, demonic in scripture. In scripture, there is no, there was no uh, star of David. The you know who's made that up, and that's why it's a six-sided pentagram, six sides, six million Jews. But even going back as far as Seinfeld, like I said, with Larry David, Star of David, these are all puppets based on their names, everything. But even on the show Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David, they're always making jokes about Jews because they're ish, they're Jewish. So they think it's fine. But then the second anyone ever says anything, oh, they're anti-Semites. The only reason anti-Semitism is happening is because they propagate it. Seinfeld, they're always making Jewish jokes. Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm is always making Jewish jokes. Seth Rogen or whatever, a Jew, is always making Jewish jokes. Like with that, what's that movie where they're all foods or whatever? I forget what, Sausage Party. Again, they're all phallus worshippers and perverts like we covered in the last episode. It's not just the you-know-who's, the synagogue of Satan. It's also the Romans, the Greeks. They were perverts. I forgot to put this in the last episode, but when it says, when in Rome, do as the Romans do, the Romans were perverts. So when that's saying, when in Rome, do as the Romans do, it's pretty much saying, have orgies and be a sexual pervert like the Romans do. That's what when in Rome, do as the Romans do means. And we've covered more about the Romans being perverts in my last episode. But all these people in the mainstream, all these dark side people, they're phallus worshipers that's why there's a movie called sausage party with seth rogan making jewish holocaust hitler jokes in there they're obsessed with hitler porn they're obsessed with the holocaust they always want to be the victim and they can make as many jewish jokes as they want but as soon as anyone points out the truth of what the scripture says calling them the synagogue of satan they cry it's anti-semitism but they're the ones who always push anti-semitism and same thing on south park all the writers are jewish so they're always saying jew 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 always making jewish jokes but the writers are jewish jerry seinfeld is jewish so he can make it there's even a, an episode on seinfeld where it has Brian Cranston in it, who is from Breaking Bad, Walter White. Brian Cranston plays Tim Watley in the show Seinfeld, and they make a whole episode about how Tim Watley switched to Judaism just so he can make Jewish jokes. Because even as far back as Seinfeld in the 90s, it's been known that the Jewish people, they always make jokes about being Jewish and about Hitler and all this Hitler porn, Holocaust obsession. But then as soon as a Gentile, as they think, says something, then they cry it's anti-Semitism. It's so pathetic. The only reason people, no one even cares about the Holocaust. No one cares about Hitler except for them. They keep bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it up. And they can make jokes about it as long as they want. But as soon as anyone else says it, then they cry it's anti-Semitism. These people are losers. The synagogue of Satan. Hey, hey, hey. Tim. George, you know Tim Watley. Yeah, dentist to the stars. <laughs> What's up? I'll tell you what's up. I'm a Jew. Excuse me? I'm a Jew. I finished converting two days ago. Oh, well. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Thanks. So I'll see you tomorrow? Yeah, I have a cavity lower left. Hey, uh, were you just at the health club? Oh, yeah. No, we must have just missed you. Oh, well, I didn't do much. I just sat in the sauna. You know, it was more like a Jewish workout. <laughs> I'll see you.
guy's Jewish two days, he's already making Jewish jokes. So what? When someone turns 21, they usually get drunk the first night. Booze is not a religion. Tell that to my father. Hey, it is cavity time. Ah. Uh, ah, uh, here we go. That which reminds me, did you hear the one about the rabbi and the farmer's daughter? Huh? Hey, uh, Those aren't matzo balls. <laughs> what? Tim, do you think you should be making jokes like that? Why not? I'm Jewish, remember? I know, but... Jerry, it's our sense of humor that sustained us as a people for 3,000 years. 5,000. 5,000, even better. Ah, ah. Okay. Chrissy, give me a shtickle of fluoride. And then he asked the assistant for a shtickle of fluoride. Why are you so concerned about this? I'll tell you why. Because I believe Watley converted to Judaism just for the jokes. Because I believe Watley converted to Judaism just for the jokes. Because I believe Watley converted to Judaism just for the jokes. And honestly, yeah, it's a lot of the people at the top with all these secret societies like Freemasonry, uh, the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits, which we covered in the last episode, Skull and Bones 322, just like this episode is 223. Skull and Bones, Society of Jesus, the Jesuits, the Freemasons. Yeah, it's a lot of people at the top. But even with the Synagogue of Satan, the Jewish people, I mean, even the regular people on the ground are losers and always crying about anti-Semitism. I don't know if I've ever met a good-ish person. I think they're all the Synagogue of Satan, not just the people up top. Because if the regular people are reading the Talmud and seeing what we heard is in there, and not exposing it and calling it out, then they're just as bad as the people who wrote it and put it in there. So honestly, I, I, I don't think it's just people at the top in these false religions. I think it's regular people too, as far as the synagogue of Satan. And really just all Freemasons as well. Even if the lower ones aren't even involved with what goes on at the top, I think they're all still losers and perverts and weirdos for being in an all-boys club of Freemasonry. I mean, if you're a part of Freemasonry, if you're a part of the synagogue of Satan, I mean... You're a part of it, whether you know what's going on or not. And maybe people don't actually, maybe regular people on the ground don't actually read the Talmud so they don't actually know what it says. For example, before I came back to the truth of the Most High, for 25 years of my life, I would have said I was a Catholic because I was a Catholic. But if someone pointed out a lot of scriptures in the Bible to me, I had never read all the scriptures. So a lot of it I probably would have never even heard of or knew. So it could be the same thing with the Talmud. You could show people what it's written in there, and if they, they might be Jewish, but they might not actually know what it says, maybe that's possible. Most Jews are so ignorant of the Talmud itself that they do not even know that such teachings exist within their sacred literature. Like I'm saying, I think they're all part of the synagogue of Satan. Whether they know it or not, whether they like it or not, they are. And as far as my last episode, again, we were speaking about the false pagan holidays, and I mentioned about Thanksgiving. Again, that's a holiday false pagan holiday centered around slaughtering and murdering millions of people. So why would anyone want to ever celebrate Thanksgiving? And I mentioned how I have three consecutive episodes called Paganism, Paganism Part 2, and Paganism Part 3, TPR 171, 172, and 173. And at the end of each of those episodes, I play the song Paganism, 
And the reason I've done three consecutive episodes playing that song as the outro music is because if you can hear and listen to that song and you still want to celebrate Christmas, Thanksgiving, after hearing what's in that song, the truths that are in that song. I mean, if you can hear my last episode speaking about and exposing the fall's pagan holidays and listen to that song, Paganism, and still want to celebrate those holidays, I mean, that that's just insane to me. So once you hear those songs and once you hear the points from my last episode and understand where all these fall's pagan holidays are coming from, I can't imagine how anyone would want to keep those pagan days and celebrate them after hearing all that information. So honestly, if you want to hear more about what's in the Talmud and just hear different explanations, I've mentioned this video before. It's called The Devil's Fringes Part 1 by the House of Wisdom on YouTube. If you watch the the first like the first part of that first video, The Devil's Fringes Part 1, they speak about the Talmud because they're showing that a lot of these false doctrines and false ideologies like the Saturday Sabbath, the incorrect Babylonian fringes are coming from the false religion of Judaism. And when you see that they're reading from the Talmud and how demented it is, it makes you want to question every single one of their doctrines and not do any of their doctrines. And that's why it was such a relief and all praise to the Most High for getting us on the true Enoch calendar coming off the Saturday Sabbath, coming off the evening to evening biblical days and finding the true Sabbath, the true days. Because now we're not doing anything the same as the false religion. They they claim and they'll say, oh, they're keeping these feast days, but they do it in a demented way. They claim they keep the Sabbath, but they do it in an incorrect, demented way. Keeping it in the evening, from evening to evening, starting in the dark, ending in the dark. They're darkness. But we, the children of the Most High, the true children of the Most High, and the true followers of the Most High Son, Yahusha, we are the children of the light, walking in the light, being in the light. And they, the Yunahus, the Ish, the synagogue of Satan, they are the children of darkness, walking in darkness. That's why their days start in the dark, end in the dark. They have Saturday Sabbath, which is like Saturn, Saturn equals Satan. They are in the darkness, and we are in the light. All praise to the Most High. All right, so those are the points for this episode. I don't care how harsh this sounds. These points about the Talmud and the false religion of the synagogue of Satan, the you-know-whos, the ish people, but most importantly, the synagogue of Satan. These points needed to come out and were pretty much long overdue. We've been saying it for a while, but we needed to bring out the points about the Talmud and show how demented the synagogue of Satan really is. They can try and hide. They can try and lie. But the truth is the truth, and we're bringing out the truth. Ephesians 5.11 Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. So I'm going to catch you next episode, Most High Willing. Keep the faith. Keep fighting the good fight, exposing darkness, no matter how harsh it is, no matter how uncomfortable it might be. Stand up for the truth and stay strong, and don't be afraid of these people. Fear the Most High, and don't fear anything or anyone else. Fear Yah. Hallelujah. All praise to the Most High. I'm going to catch you next time, Most High willing. Love. John 8, 44 and 45. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. In times... Don't let Babylon break you. Don't let them break your soul. In time, in time, stay woke, it's going down. Yeah. We gonna wake up the tribes. How? Willie. What you cooking?
last days. <laughs>